Welcome to the Text Driven Women podcast, a podcast that celebrates biblical womanhood and discusses all things theology, the local church, womanhood, hospitality, and more. By studying God's word and God's good design for women, we will learn how to be text driven women in our daily lives. I am your host, Jessica Pig, and I am so glad that you are here. In today's episode of the Text Driven Women podcast, we are going to walk through the seventh and final characteristic of a text driven woman. And the seventh characteristic of a text driven woman is a woman on mission. What does it mean to run on mission? Well, to run on mission is to make disciples. A text driven woman is a woman who is joyfully spreading the word, she is sharing the good news of Jesus. In fact, we are given this mandate in Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20 in the Great Commission. We see in this passage, as well as others, that Jesus' instructions to us have nothing to do with our giftedness, gender, personality types, or Enneagram number. He simply but directly commanded in verse 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. You see, Purposeful living is not only standing in truth, but also running on mission. Running on mission looks like taking the truth that you have stored up in your heart and sharing it with others. A text-driven woman must have the spiritual discipline of being a faithful witness. An evident characteristic within a text-driven woman's life is going to be a heart for evangelism, a heart for the lost, for sharing the gospel, making known the good news that God has redeemed us sinners through the death, burial, and resurrection of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and who we are called to believe and find life. We are in desperate need for women who are word-filled. We need women who are calling people to live text-driven. We need women who are urgent to share the good news. We need women who will stop at nothing to know God and to make Him known. We see it to see it as their mission to live a purposeful life, one that is dedicated to sharing the gospel message that calls people from death to life through the power of the gospel. I think a lot of us know the Great Commission and this weighty task sitting before us, but we have failed to see the urgency or the burden for others to know him like we know him. And so that is what I actually want to do for the remainder of today's episode. I want us to walk through several distinctions of a text-driven woman who is willing to run on mission. Now, these are just a few things or characteristics that come to mind when we think of a woman who is marked by faithfulness, marked to be a faithful witness. You could also say that these would be some of the prerequisites to being an evangelistic woman. And there's six of them. And number one, genuine salvation experience. Now, I realize that this is stating possibly the obvious. Nonetheless, it is a prerequisite of a woman on mission, a woman marked with evangelistic fervor. You must have known and come to know Jesus Christ personally. Number one, a genuine salvation experience. But not only is a woman to have a genuine salvation experience, she must be willing to be used by the Holy Spirit and a desire to know Christ more. 
knowing Christ, loving him, worshiping him, meditating on him, enjoying him, and becoming more like him is the primary resource every evangelist must have. It is because of our own experience with Christ and what he has done for us that we invite others to meet him too. Like Philip in John chapter 1 verse 46, we have been found in Christ and so we hurry to find others. Like the Samaritan woman at the well in John 4, we have heard the voice of Jesus and so we speak to others about him. Like Paul, we affirm his words in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12 that say, I know whom I have believed. And like Peter and John in Acts 4 20, that says we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. May we be women who echo J.C. Rowell, who says that, quote, the grand primary object of all scripture is to testify of Jesus. The thing is, the more personal your knowledge of Christ, the more natural it is to share him with others. If you know Christ, you have the essential heart qualification to share him, even if you don't have all of the answers. The key to ongoing effectiveness is a perpetual freshness in your growing knowledge of Christ through his word. Learn about Christ, ladies. A text-driven woman runs on mission because she knows Christ and is led by the Spirit for God-ordained appointments. But number three, a burdened heart and love for others. To be a woman who runs on mission, you must have a heart and a love for others. Most Christians today seem to function with a disconnect between what we believe in our head and what we practice with our mouth. We know people need the Lord. We know lost people need to hear the gospel and to be saved. But for whatever reason, we fail to involve ourselves as part of God's solution to this massive sin problem. It's almost as if something within our soul has been severed, paralyzing us to what we've been called and mandated to do. We as believers have to acknowledge that God isn't okay with this disconnect between our head and our mouth. And if God isn't okay with it, we shouldn't be okay with it either. So if this is the case, how do we fan the flame of evangelism in our heart? How do we make ourselves more conscious to share the truth of the gospel? How do we resuscitate a desire to see more people saved than ever before? Well, I think it starts with loving people. A burden for the lost is one of our greatest needs, and we must see people, serve people, and love people like Jesus modeled for us during his earthly ministry. If you don't have a burdened heart for the lost to share the gospel with those who are dead in their trespasses and sin, I would simply ask the question, do you love people? Also, number four, a text-driven woman is not of the world. Now, we've spoken a lot about this over the last nine weeks, but today, any statement of biblical truth about God or text-driven living is often seen as either arrogant, intolerant, judgmental, 
and politically incorrect. However, in a world full of fake news, we must share the good news. We must share the confidence we have in the powerful truth of the gospel. And we are praying for Christ as we are praying for Christ to return. We must continue to work for his glory. A text-driven woman has come to the understanding that she must be a woman of the word and not of the world. Romans chapter 12 verses 1 through 2 states, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. A text-driven woman must present herself as a living sacrifice, a vessel for which the Lord can use. She must discern the will of God. She must not be conformed or molded to this world. And lastly, she must be transformed by the continual renewal of her mind. But number five, a text-driven woman who runs on mission senses urgency, has a sense of urgency. We should sense an urgency when it comes to teaching others what is good. We must realize that we are in an emergency situation. All around us, people are gasping for spiritual breath. They are in desperate need. Now is the time for evangelism, which is every woman's kingdom responsibility. A text-driven woman runs on mission because she senses the urgency and she understands the calling. And lest you be weary in this weighty task, remember that you will be spurred on and enabled by the Holy Spirit and Jesus' promise in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, for I am with you always to the end of the age. But not only is a woman Uh, that runs on mission to have a genuine salvation experience or be have a willingness to be used and led by the Holy Spirit, a desire to know Christ more, a burdened heart and love for others. And not only is a text-driven woman to not be of the world and sense of urgency, but a text-driven woman who runs on mission must be bathed in prayer. It can be very easy for us to just go about our merry day and not intentionally seek out opportunities to share the good news. While in seminary, I learned um, what Dr. Paige Patterson called the soul winner's prayer. And he actually one day in chapel challenged every single student, staff, and faculty member to commit to praying this soul winner's prayer every morning during their quiet time. And there are actually three parts to this soul winner's prayer. So if you're taking notes, jot it down. Number one, you pray this. If it would be honoring and pleasing to you, Lord, give me an opportunity to share the gospel with one person today. The second thing you pray is, Lord, help me to recognize that opportunity when it comes. And then lastly, Lord, give me the courage to speak and share when you provide me with that opportunity. 
Now, I'll go ahead right here and warn you that this is a pretty bold prayer, and you must be willing and ready to follow through when the Lord answers this soul winner's prayer. A text-driven woman that runs on mission is a woman who prays and begs God for gospel-sharing, God-ordained opportunities. C.S. Lewis once said, quote, My prayer is that when I die, all of hell rejoices that I am out of the fight. Evangelism is every woman's kingdom responsibility. There is no more strategic task before this generation than winning people to faith in Jesus Christ, to take people that are dead in their sin and bring them to new life in Christ. Will you join me in a renewed commitment to sharing the gospel? If you are redeemed, then you have a testimony of what Christ has done in your own life and what he continues to do daily. May we as text-driven women who are running on mission echo with the psalmist in Psalm 34, verse 3, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. As text-driven women, we believe that our theology must impact our methodology. Now that we have completed walking through the theology of each of our seven characteristics of a text-driven woman, we will begin next week walking through the methodology, the practical implications of our theology. For each of our seven characteristics, being a woman of the word, championing the local church, being filled with the spirit, steward of her home, celebrating God's divine design, a woman's lasting legacy of being a spiritual mother, and a woman running on mission, making disciples, sharing the good news, we will walk through four extremely practical ways for text-driven living. For example, our first characteristic of a text-driven woman is a woman of the word. And so beginning next week, for the next four weeks, we will be walking through how practically we can be a woman of the word every day. We're going to make these practical episodes really light and fun, and together we will learn what it looks like to be a text-driven woman, what it looks like to be a text-driven woman in our marriages or singleness, in our parenting, within our local churches, in our homes, and fulfilling and celebrating God's divine design. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Text Driven Women podcast. The Text Driven Women podcast exists to celebrate biblical womanhood and encourage and equip women to love and live God's divine design in their daily lives. For more text driven resources, take a listen to the Text Driven podcast or visit www.textdriven.org. 